0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Lost Ladies of Lit mini episode. I'm Amy Helms here with my co-host, Kim Askew. Hey, everyone. Today's episode
1: will touch on the renowned Yado Artist Colony and the bittersweet story of the woman who envisioned this sylvan retreat on 400 acres in Saratoga Springs, New York.
0: Since its inception in 1926, Huge names in American literature have spent time as artists in residence at Yaddo, including important women writers like Eudora Welty, Flannery O'Connor, Patricia Highsmith, Catherine Ann Porter, Carson McCullers, Sylvia Plath, and Alice Walker. The poet Lola Ridge, whom we discussed in a previous episode, was invited to stay and work at Yaddo on two separate occasions.
1: It remains today a prestigious retreat for writers, visual and performance artists, composers, and filmmakers. At any given time throughout the year, you'll find about 26 to 30 artists in residence staying at this gorgeous Gilded Age mansion. Well, actually, you won't find them because their privacy while at Yaddo is sacrosanct.
0: Yes, the only public access to Yado is via the estate's beautifully manicured grounds. The property features fountains, rose gardens, and marble statues, and it's all maintained by local volunteers. It looks so gorgeous.
1: The house itself features stained glass by Louis Comfort Tiffany and an all-white room called the Tower Room that looks like the inside of a cathedral. That's the room where Truman Capote wrote his first novel. Amy, we need to go check out these gardens. This is another addition to our very long literary vacation bucket list that we have going.
0: I know. I really want to go. It's funny. Mike's aunt lives in Saratoga Springs. So she goes to the Yaddo Gardens all the time. And Kim, she extended an invitation anytime we wanted to. We could go stay at her house and... uh, Hit up the Yaddo grounds. Okay, let's take her up on that for sure. Um, Although I should warn you, the grounds and the mansion at Yaddo are purported to be haunted. There are lots of anecdotes about spectral sightings on the property. That actually makes me want to go more, even more. I know, right? (laughs) Legend has it that long before Yaddo existed, Edgar Allan Poe got the inspiration for The Raven while staying at a fishing camp located on this same property. And when you hear the story of the woman who founded Yaddo, you might actually get some unexpected shivers up your spine. Okay, so let's hear it. Who was this
1: woman and why did she want to establish this community for artists?
0: Well, her name was Katrina Trask. She was the wife of financier and philanthropist Spencer Trask. And while he was off making his fortune investing in railroads and electric companies, she dabbled in writing. She was a poet and playwright. And she also liked to host literary salons. So, this couple, Katrina and Spencer, moved to the 400 acre estate right after the death of their first son. He had died of meningitis just before his fifth birthday. Originally, the property had a rundown Queen Anne style mansion. The Trask's surviving child, Christina, suggested to her parents that they name the place Yado because it sounds like shadow but it's not going to be a shadow. So, clearly, the whole family was in need of an escape from their gloomy, grief-stricken days and kind of hoped that this could be a place for emotional healing, right? So, for six years, the family did have very idyllic days at Yaddo. A second son was born in 1884, but then in 1888, tragedy struck again. The Trask's two children, little Christina included, ended up dying from diphtheria. So, the couple had one more child, a daughter, the following year, but she died too a few days after her birth.
1: Oh my God, this is so tragic. Oh, oh, this is awful.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't even think of it. Yeah. But to make matters worse, about a year later in 1891, the mansion at Yaddo burned completely to the ground. This happened while Spencer was seriously ill with pneumonia at their Brooklyn home. Um, He recovered from that illness. And the couple was determined to rebuild, which they did. They built a 55-room mansion featuring a Tiffany mosaic over the hearth with the image of a phoenix and an inscription in Latin, which translates to, unconquered by flame, I, Yaddo, am reborn for peace.
1: Wow. They seem really amazing. Yeah. So in their new home, the trusts continue to host literary salons and artist friends, But with no heirs to speak of, they continually wondered what would become of their estate when they were gone. To whom would they bequeath the property and their fortune? They had this idea then to create an artist's retreat. It was originally Katrina's idea, right?
0: Yes. And you could say that it might. Have even been a spiritual or ghostly nudge that led her to this idea. Because one day she and her husband were walking through the woods on the property when she said she felt an unseen hand laid upon me, an unheard voice calling to me. And then she could suddenly visualize in that moment men and women wandering the gardens, sitting under trees, creating. And she knew this is what we're going to do with the house. We're going to make it an artist colony. And of course, both Katrina and Spencer were big supporters of the arts. They saw creative minds as vital contributors to society and sort of as an antidote to the many troubles that were brought about by capitalism. And who knows, maybe there was a little bit of guilt there. You know, they had so much money, spread the wealth kind of thing. Um, Katrina felt strongly that artists needed to be able to have a quiet place to focus in a peaceful environment without needing to worry about money.
1: That's for sure. Um, but I love that she took something that for her must've been associated with a lot of heartbreak and she ended up transforming it into such an inspirational place from which great art, new life, basically in a sense could spring.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, So more tragedy, though, in her future. Nine years after working towards this vision to create Yaddo, the artist's colony, Spencer was killed in a train accident. About a decade after that, Katrina wound up marrying his longtime business partner, George Foster Peabody. They had been lifelong friends. But then Katrina passed away from heart disease about a year after that marriage. So Peabody wanted to make sure to continue carrying out her vision. And he did so with the help of Yaddo's first executive director, a woman named Elizabeth Ames. Now, she was also very pivotal in the origins of Yaddo. For the next 45 years, she went on to have a huge impact on American letters because she's the one who basically decided which artists to extend invitations to. And that list is pretty incredible.
1: So in addition to the names we've already mentioned in this episode, there were people like Aaron Copeland, Dorothy Parker, Leonard Bernstein, James Baldwin, Philip Roth, Elizabeth Hardwick, John Cheever, Saul Bellow, David Foster Wallace, Laurie Anderson, and Jonathan Franzen. They all spent time at Yaddo. According to the foundation's website, collectively, Yaddo artists have won 81 Pulitzer Prizes, 31 MacArthur Fellowships, 69
0: National Book Awards, and a Nobel Prize. Wow. It's like a genius factory. Totally. <laughs> um, so I found so many great stories about Yado from a book that was edited by Mickey McGee. It's called Yado: Making American Culture. It's almost like a coffee table book. It's got tons of amazing pictures in it. I suggest you check it out if you're interested in taking a deeper dive. And those ghost stories that we mentioned at the top of the show... I'm sure you want to know more about that, right, Kim? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So there are many anecdotes of people seeing ghostly figures, both in the main house and around the property. For starters, you know, there's paintings of the Trasks on the walls still, and a lot of their possessions, their furniture, um, knickknacks, things like that are still in the mansion. And that kind of adds to the mystique. You used to be able to actually take ghost tours of the garden. So I guess there's enough lore there to make up a docent-led tour, at the very least. Mm -hmm. You know, there's enough uh, anecdotes there. Apparently, one area of the gardens where people seem to think they've sensed spirits are around these four marble statues called the Four Seasons. They've been on the property for more than 100 years, and people feel as though they represent these four deceased children. There is a story of one woman who used to work in the gardens who would apparently feel a tug on her jacket when she was there. There are also anecdotes in which people have claimed to see apparitions in the house, including the author Alan Gerganis, who was staying there in residency at one point a few years ago. I'm just going to read what he wrote about the ghost he thinks he saw. I sensed a change of atmosphere. It felt as if two windows or one door had just blown open. The shift in air pressure registered along my hands against my face. I glanced up from the bed alcove, scanning windows as the sun commenced its setting. Between my own dark corner and the late light, a figure stood. Five feet tall, it looked smoothed and faceless, I could see right into it, but only as far as into some frosted pain translucence. So he goes on to say that he then had a dream while staying at Yado, which featured an elderly woman he swore had to be Katrina Trask.
1: Ooh. Okay, so whether there's really paranormal activity here or not, who knows? But I can imagine there's this feeling, a sense about the place, given you've got the wooded atmosphere, the silence afforded the working artists, and all this history that's transpired here. I actually get chills just thinking about it.
0: Yeah, because it's like quiet hours for most of the day to allow the people to write. So just picture like not a lot of talking. You can hear the wind rustling. You can hear the birds in the trees. Yeah, it's definitely setting the mood for something spooky. Mm-hmm. And for all you Gilded Age fans, you might also be interested to read a fictionalized memoir of Katrina Trask called The Lady of Yaddo, The Gilded Age Memoir of Katrina Trask. It was written by Lynn May. Um I haven't read this, but I did come across it in my research, and it looks like it could be good for anybody that wants to know more. And you said earlier
1: that Katrina was a writer herself. Do we know what she wrote?
0: Yeah, so I looked this up. She had several collections of poetry published. And then she wrote a novel, a historical drama and an anti-war play, which was performed by several women's groups during the buildup to World War One. Um, if you go to poetryhunter.com or allpoetry.com, any of those sort of all-purpose poetry sites, you can read some of her poems that she wrote. I'm going to go ahead and just close out this episode by reading a poem she wrote called Sorrow, because it sort of reminds me of these apparitions that people claim they've seen at Yaddo, and it also is sort of a reminder of the heartache that she had in her life. She wrote, O thorn-crowned sorrow, pitiless and stern, I sit alone with broken heart, my head low-bowed, keeping long vigil with my dead. My soul, unutterably sad, doth yearn beyond relief in tears. They only burn, my aching eyelids to fall back unshed upon the throbbing brain like molten lead, making it frenzied. Shall I ever learn to face you fearlessly as by my door you stand with haunting eyes and death-damp hair? Through the night watches, whispering solemnly, Behold, I am thy guest forevermore. It chills my soul to know that you are there. Great God, have mercy on my misery. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. <laughs> I know, like, It's like she saw, she was seeing some ghosts there too. Um, yeah, I am thy guest forevermore. But Kim, you know, when you start singing, I think that's our cue to sign off. <laughs> so thank you Definitely. for that. Definitely. That sounded um, really good
1: in my head, but it never sounds the same <laughs> when I felt it will, out. You
0: will not be invited to Yaddo for any sort of like musical genius um no, no, you, no you could see that i put my heart into that though like you know my <laughs> headphones on and i'm
1: really like my eyes are closed yes. anyway <laughs> that's all for today's episode be sure to join us
0: again next week when we'll be talking about another lost song bye everyone our theme song was written and performed by jenny malone and our logo was designed by harriet grant lost ladies of lit is produced by kim askew and amy Holmes.